Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Opinion or Opportunity. I am your host, Don Gringo. So today we're going to talk about the Supreme Court, why Biden Biden is hiding his Supreme Court nominee picks, and more importantly, why is he hiding whether or not he's going to pack the Supreme Court? So here we go. I'm going to sound the alarm, and this is your chance to walk away. All right, so let's get into it. So the first thing we got to talk about, right, is what is the Supreme Court? So here's a video that was done by Information Station back on June 15th, 2015. Now, I found this video by looking up uh, Supreme Court for Dummies. Now, I'm not saying that it's a dummy video. All I'm saying is probably a very simple format in order to explain the very basic fundamentals of what is the Supreme Court. But let's take a look at it. There are a lot of famous courtrooms. There's the People's Court, Judge Judy's Court, even that military court in A Few Good Men. You can't handle the truth. But what about the Supreme Court? What exactly is it, and what do those justices do? If you remember back to high school civics class, the U.S. government has three branches. The legislative branch writes the laws. The executive branch enforces the laws, and the judicial branch interprets the laws to decide if they are constitutional. Just like there are cities, counties, and states, the judicial branch includes local, state, and regional courts. The Supreme Court is the highest court in the judicial branch, which makes it the most important court in the entire country. Sometimes lower courts will disagree on how a case should be decided. A court in one region may say that a law is constitutional, but a court in another region may believe the same law should be limited or overturned. The Supreme Court sorts out the different decisions and has final say on whether laws are constitutional. The court has nine justices, or judges, who are appointed by the president and approved by the Senate. The justices serve for life. A decision happens when five justices, a majority, agree on an outcome. Since the Supreme Court is flooded with over 10,000 requests a year to review cases that have been decided by lower courts, they can only choose the most important cases to hear. Around 80. Now that right there is unbelievable. And I did not know how many cases actually got submitted to the Supreme Court. But they're they're only ruling over 80 cases. And I'm sure if you know anything about the Supreme Court, a lot of times they refer back down to a lower court. It's absolutely crazy to think that they get over 10,000 submissions and they only see 80. And most of them, they go, eh, let me give it back to the states. Eh, let me give it back to the appeals. Eh, let me give it back to this whatever. But they actually don't rule on them. They just hear them and go, mm, no, so sorry. Next time. Cases are presented to the court each term. and Each term wraps up in early summer. Typically, the most controversial and most widely publicized cases are saved for last. So be sure to stay tuned during the summer as the Supreme Court comes down with more landmark decisions that may impact your life. For more, sh- Now, there are definitely a lot more videos, but that's just a basic, very basic video. And, you know, if you don't know, which I didn't know about the 10,000, so that actually informed me on something about the 10,000 submissions or more, which I can believe. I mean, we have a lot of courts in this country, 
But, you know, the, the one thing we really have to figure out is, and, and you got to ask yourself, what do you need to do to be on the Supreme Court? Like, do I have to be a professor? Do I have to be a, a judge already? And the answer is no, right? So if you put in, does one have to be a judge to sit on the Supreme Court and you put it in Google, this is the answer you get. The Constitution does not specify qualification for justices such as age, education, profession, or native-born citizenship. A justice does not have to be a lawyer or a law school graduate, but all justices have been trained in the law. Okay, so let's define that a little bit more, right? So this is an MF article that was done, let me see, February 1st of 2017, right? So we're just going to look under the requirements paragraph, right? So it says, unlike presidents, senators, or representatives, there are no requirements for Supreme Court justices. The founders decided against having the people or just one branch of government select them because, as James Madison wrote in the Federalist Papers, justices need to possess peculiar qualities. So in the same text, Madison explains why the appointments are for life, saying the permanent tenure by which the appointments are held in that department must soon destroy all sense of dependence on the authority conferring them. Justice can be as young as Joseph Story, who was 47 when he became justice in 1811, or old as Horace Harmon Lurton, who was 65, or foreign-born, which we've had six justices, most recently was Felix Frankfurter, who was born in Vienna. While every Supreme Court justice has had a law background in some form or another, that's not a requirement either. According to the Supreme Court's website, James Burns, who was appointed in 1941, didn't even graduate high school. Let me say that again. He didn't even graduate high school. He was entirely self-taught in, in law before passing the bar at 23. But going to an Ivy League school certainly helps. Of eight current Supreme Court justices, four went to Harvard, three went to Yale, and one went to Columbia. Uh, Scalia was also uh, a graduate of Harvard. Now, this article was in 2017. Justices can also be retired justices. This happened twice with one John Rutledge, more on him in a second, and again with Charles Evans Hughes. Hughes was appointed to the Supreme Court by William Howard Taft in 1916, resigned so that he could run as a Republican candidate against Woodrow Wilson. After losing, Hughes performed a series of jobs in politics until Herbert Hoover appointed him Chief Justice to replace the same Taft that appointed him in the first place. That means a president would be within precedent to renominate a former Supreme Court justice. So not only can you serve on the court not once, but twice, you can serve on it as many times as you want. You can be as young as three years old. You can be as old as 99 years old. You don't have to have an education. You could be a jailhouse lawyer. It doesn't matter who you are. So if you want to have one of the best jobs in the country, you want to be a Supreme Court justice because no one's going to take it away from you. The only way you don't, you get off the court is if you are impeached, if you resign, or if you die. Good luck. Good luck. But let's get further into it. So this is an article 
from the Hill, which is a very liberal left-leaning media source, from February 25th of this year, Biden pledges to nominate black women to Supreme Court. Still haven't heard about any nominees, but let's continue on. Joe's hiding it. Vox. Everyone knows Vox is left-leaning. Everyone knows Vox is left-leaning. Biden says he'll name a black woman to the Supreme Court. Here are five names he could pick. They turn around and gave him five names he could pick, and he still refuses to tell us who he would nominate. That's incredible. They're even giving it to you, Joe. It's incredible. But let's move on. Here's CNN. March 16th of this year, Joe Biden pledged uh, could uh, change the look of the Supreme Court. Of course it would. Right? So the same was true Saturday night at a CNN debate when Joe Biden repeated his commitment to a black woman on the court. What more can I say? The guy has been spouting this now for well over a year. Okay, yes, I went back to February, but ever since this guy started, decided he was going to run, he's decided he's going to have a, a woman, uh, vice president woman, and he's going to put black women on the court. But yet, he won't give us names. But let's continue. NBC, as of this year, right? Again, this is NBC, and this article is May 6th. Joe Biden has promised if elected president, he'd put the first uh, black woman on the Supreme Court to make good on a pledge. He'd have a look at some atypical places. Now, remember, Vox already gave him some atypical places. How much handholding does this man need? How much handholding does this man need? Seriously. But let's go to NPR. NPR. It's the 20th of last month. How Biden's pledge to pick a black female could play out with voters. Let's read the first paragraph. Set the tone. Well, it's clear that one major factor in the battle over Supreme Court vacancy is how the new occupant of the seat would have, uh, could affect decisions of the court far into the future. It's also clear that another major factor is how the court battle would play out with voters. Now, that was abundantly clear from the exit polling from the 2016 election. That showed that 26% of Trump voters cited Supreme Court nomination as the biggest factor in their candidate choice compared to only 18% of Clinton voters. So let's play that out. So if it was 26% last time, what makes you think that it's not going to be more this time? What makes you think <clears throat> there's a lack of concern for the Supreme Court when the Democrats have been crying foul this whole time? Now, I'm sure on the flip side with the ex-former Clinton voters that this is going to be even more than 18% this time. But the key here is, if you go back to the previous articles, Biden has been saying that he would give us a pick. What more of a better time would it be than now? Today, Monday, the 12th, the first day Amy Coney Barrett is going through her nomination process. What better time? And what better time would it be to turn around and take moderates or independents like me because I sway liberal on some stuff <clears throat> and conservative on the other? What better time? Seriously. Can you tell me a time? And if you agree with me, make a comment below. If you don't agree with me, make a comment below. 
You want to have a conversation? Let's have a conversation, because I sure did hell do. <clears throat> but with that being said, you know, the worst part about this whole process is Biden. <clears throat> Biden suggests voters don't deserve to know whether he's going will uh, pack the Supreme Court. This man can't shut the hell up for the life of him. He should go back to the basement because he's turning off a lot of people with this. I don't care who you are. I care about the Supreme Court. A lot of people care about the Supreme Court. And this is an issue because this will sway moderates and independents like me. I don't want to hear foul and you're going to take your ball and all of a sudden you're going to change the rules. These rules have been in place for over 150 years. There's been nine justices for 150 years. Seriously, it's enough. Okay, but with getting to it, if you don't believe me, he doesn't say you don't deserve to know. Here it is right from his own mouth. Sir, I've got to ask you about packing the courts. And I know that sure. you said yesterday you aren't going to answer the question until after the election. But this is the number one thing that I've been asked about from viewers uh, in the past couple of days. Well, you've been asked by the viewers who are probably Republicans who don't want me continuing to talk about what they're doing to the court right now. So with that being said, okay, this is the same man that comes out every time he speaks and goes, I'm going to be a president for all, not just Democrats, but for Republicans. But you're too dumb and you don't deserve to know what he's going to do. He thinks this is going to play out like everyone's just going to back him on this. This is incredible, right? You, you must The American public must be too stupid to understand what he's going to say on packing the court or not packing the court and why he doesn't have a Supreme Court pick. This is like grumpy old Joe. He's turning into grumpy grandpa old Joe. This is the guy. This is the grumpy old grandpa. We all had him where he turns around. If you don't play by his rules, he gets all grumpy and he starts complaining and yelling. And, you know, this is Joe. You ain't playing by Joe's rules. He don't want to deal with you. This is this is grumpy grandpa. Right. Let's continue. Well, sir, don't the voters deserve to know? No, they don't. Deserve. I'm not going to play his game. You don't deserve to know. You don't deserve to know. That's it. I don't care how he wanted to spin it after he said that. Those words came out of his mouth. You No, they don't deserve to know. Okay? And then, you know, I always rag on CNN, and I, I do. I don't like them because of what they turned into. But here is uh, Taper, uh, Jack Tapper, going after Biden's deputy campaign manager, right? Because a lot of, lately they've been saying it's unconstitutional what they're doing today by filling the Supreme Court seat. It's unconstitutional, and it's pretty bad. You've got to go on pretty goddamn low when CNN calls you out, right? If you're a liberal and CNN calls you out, there's a problem. You suck. That's it, right? That's, that's the truth of it. But let's, let's listen to, to Tabor. said it's not constitutional what they're doing. How is it not constitutional what they're doing? His point is that the people have an opportunity to weigh in on this constitutional process through their vote. And we are now in the midst of the election. Millions of people have already cast their votes. And you see that the vast majority of people say that they want the person who wins the election on November 3rd to nominate the justice. That's to a take poll. That's seat. not the Constitution. So by, by trying to... By trying to, that's that she doesn't want to hear it, right? There's the constitutional process of advising consent. The American people get to have their say by voting for president. By I said this before, and I'm going to say it again. 
You, the American public, me, the American public, we don't vote for Supreme Court justices. I don't care what anyone says. I've never seen a Supreme Court justice on a fucking ballot. Have you? Seriously, enough with this game. And not only that, a president picks a a person who he thinks he can get through Congress, right? He can get through the Senate. That's what he does. Okay, and it's not always going to be his first choice or second choice because it depends on uh, obviously the makeup of the Senate at that point in time, how strong your party is. So I don't I don't want to hear that uh, we pick because we don't pick, because if I was to pick, I might pick someone totally different than Amy Coney Barrett. And I'm sure you would, too. So I'm tired of hearing all this nonsense that's people telling people you vote, you don't vote for a Supreme Court justice. The president just picks who they want after they get a shortlist from their team on who they think would be acceptable in order to get it to run through Senate. By voting for senators. We are now 23 days from the election. Right, but it's not Again, unconstitutional. Millions of, millions of votes, millions of votes. They're being, voters are being denied their constitutional right to have a say in this process. How are you being denied? You don't get a vote. I just said that you don't get a vote. They when elected the Republicans the Senate. are trying to ram through, are trying to ram through a, a nominee who, by the way, is going to change the makeup of the court. And we see time and time again, poll after poll shows that most Americans vehemently disagree with this. They again, believe again, Kate, that's that the a poll. vote should happen on November 3rd. That's not what the word constitutional that is the means. Con- that constitutional is the- doesn't mean I like it, it or I don't like it. It means it's according to the U.S. Constitution. There's nothing unconstitutional about what the U.S. Senate is doing. But he said it's not. And that says it all right there. That's CNN. That says it all right there. What more do you want? So with that being said, let's end this one. But it leaves room for thought here, right? So let's get into the uh, the, the the missed opportunities. Trump ter- could have turned around and put a moderate in there, not so much someone who was right-leaning. And I get that. And it probably would have been a lot better, right? Yes, he's filling a seat. Someone who's independent. Someone who's swung both way on their voting. And it would have been a lot easier for everybody. I get it. He could have held off to the election. I get it. Okay. But we've already talked about the numbers. When Ted Cruz came out and gave the history, he's absolutely right on the numbers. I double checked it. It's right. So every time a person, and let me state this almost every time, there's only been twice, right? So 29 times in history this happened, 17 while the sitting president and the uh, same party had majority in the Senate. Uh, 19 times it went there, two times it didn't go through, 17 times it did. It didn't matter whether it was Democrat or Republican. They both done it. It's happened many times. I don't want to hear it. Okay? I really don't. So if you turn around and you would have asked uh, a Democrat if this was them, would they have filled it? No one's saying no because no one wants to be called on it, out on it later. So this is just a boo-hoo-hoo, I'm in this scenario. We need to move on. But with that being said, please give me some comments below. Like I said in the beginning, thank you so much for for liking what I do. Thank you so much for the love. I appreciate the subscribes. I appreciate the follows. And more importantly, what I really do care about is the comments so we can have dialogue and I care about the sharing. I really appreciate it and I'll talk to you later. Have a good one.